1 Samuel chapter 15, verses 22 and 23 is where we left off last service, where we're going to start right now. But I'm going to start off by reading you Proverbs 15, 8. The sacrifice of the wicked is an abomination to the Lord. The sacrifice of the wicked, anything that you're sacrificing that God has not called you to sacrifice is an abomination to the Lord. Strap a mask on your face, inject yourself with an mRNA vaccination, lock down your church, quarantine. That's a sacrifice. Many in the modern church call it the sacrifice of love. We're showing the world how much we love them. That's an abomination to the Lord because it's not the word of God. Let me, let me exemplify this for you. First Samuel 15, 22 and 23. So Samuel said to Saul, and remember what Saul had done. He just blown up the entire operation. He was told to attack the Malachites and utterly cast them down, utterly destroy them, kill everything and everybody, including nursing child. That's God. And by the way, that's love. 1 John 4, 16, God is love. So whatever Yahweh says to do is love. He cannot operate in anything else but love. If that shocks our sensibilities, we just need to worship more. I'll say some of you are looking already looking shocked. How many of you have been coming to the church more than two weeks? Shout amen. amen. All right, you are way above average. Hang in there now. Hang in there. <laughs> That's all Bible. That's all that it is. So Samuel said to Saul, Has the Lord as great delight in burnt offerings and sacrifices as in obeying the voice of the Lord? Behold, to obey is better than sacrifice and to heed than the fat of rams. So listen to this. Back to 1 Samuel chapter 15, verse 13. Then Samuel went to Saul and Saul said to him, Blessed are you of the Lord. I have performed the commandment of the Lord. So Samuel says, remember what Saul was commanded to do. To utterly destroy the Amalekites. He was to kill every sheep, every ox, every man, every woman, every child, every nursing child, the king, the queen, everybody. But Samuel said, right after now, Saul says, I have performed the commandment of the Lord. Did he? Absolutely not. But Samuel said, what then is this pleading of sheep in my ears? Now I want to tell you something. I'm on this. I don't know how long I'm going to be stuck on it. It's like a Lionel Richie song, Stuck on You. Got a feeling down deep in my soul that I just can't lose. But the deception of our time, the delusion of our time is absolute facts presented to us. For the Christian, Bible verses presented to you, and then what is responded with is a nonsensical statement. I'll give you an example. I have performed the commandment of the Lord. While there's sheep and ox making their noises right behind you. The absolute fact is you did not, but it's responded to with a nonsensical statement of, I have. We see that right now with vaccines. The death rates, I'm going to give you my COVID presentation before we go. And you will see that vaccination rates around the globe have caused deaths to go up. And you present that to somebody, it's absolute fact. Absolute fact. 
and it's presented to people, and they respond with a nonsensical statement of, well, I believe that vaccinations are the path out of the pandemic. Absolute nonsense. Well, you know, I don't believe that anybody, you know, I present to you 1 Timothy chapter 4, verse 1. Now the Spirit speaketh expressly that in the latter times some shall depart from the faith. Depart from the faith. Depart from the faith. Giving heed to seducing spirits and doctrines of devils. Well, I don't believe you can lose your salvation. Absolute fact. Depart from the faith. Absolute fact presented to you, responded with a nonsensical statement. Show me your Bible verses. Show me that. They're not there. But Samuel said, what then is this pleading of sheep in my ears and the lowing of oxen when I hear? The modern church has done the exact same thing. Look at our sacrifice. We did sort of what you told us to do. I know you told, gave us a whole litany of things to do, and we did none of them, which I want you to point out. I pointed this out in the first service. Saul had absolutely no problem killing every human being except for the king. That's women, women, babies, and nursing babies. No problem at all, but they saved all the sheep and ox. Sounds like Democratic Party. The modern church has done the exact same thing. Look at our sacrifice of love, our sacrifice of lockdown, our sacrifice of compliance. Look at our sacrifice of accommodation. And the Lord will say, would say to them, what then is this pleading of sheep in my ears? In the lowing of oxen. They have not followed the commandment of the Lord. That is that. The, here's the thing. This is, this is all you'll ever need. What does this say how to respond to this or to that? That's what you do without adding anything to it, without subtracting anything from it. That's what you do. Do you see the word lockdown in here? Then you don't lock down. Ever. See the word vaccinate? No. I ain't vaccinating either. Quarantine? No. Mask? No. Done. Says bind. That's it. If you do more than less than that, then you, God's going to walk up to you and go, what is that sound of sheep I hear in the background? I don't want him to say that to me. For rebellion, verse 23, is as the sin of witchcraft. And for those of you that think stubbornness is an attribute, and stubbornness is as iniquity, which is sin, and idolatry. If you're a stubborn person, you need to drop thinking that that's an attribute. It is not. It's considered as sin and worshiping an idol. Who's the word? Who, if you're stubborn, what idol are you worshiping? Yourself. You would never let God's word get in the way of your own. Because you have, now here's the problem. Because you have rejected the word of the Lord, he also has rejected you from being king. Hosea 4, 6. Because thou hast rejected knowledge, I will also reject thee. That thou shalt be no priest to me, seeing thou hast forgotten the law of thy God. I will also forget thy children. Is this the Jesus that I worship? It is if you're worshiping the one that's found in the word. There is no delineation between Jesus and this document. 
In the beginning was the Word, the Word was with God, and the Word was God. There are three that bear witness in heaven, the Father, the Word, and the Holy Spirit, and these three are one. There's no delineation. Saul's problem was not that he rejected his feelings. His problem was that he rejected the Word of the Lord. Now, of course, there's an answer to this. Even to all the churches that I rip every Sunday and in every podcast. You know, that, that, that is exactly what they need. They've loved their way, their false love narrative, their Pharisaic love narrative, which is an accommodation, uh, uh, an accommodating love, which is not God. Salvation is found in no one else. For there is no other name under heaven given to men by which, by which they must be saved. Acts chapter 4 verse 12. Does that sound like an accommodating God? I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. That's not very nice. Narrow is the way and few find it. John 14, 6. Matthew 7, 14. It's not very accommodating. They're getting exactly what they need. Listen, most of them don't listen to anything. You can, be, you, can, you can make your voice monotone or you can scream to the top of your lungs. It doesn't change them. And when I'm, we're going we're gonna to look at how to change them today. There is an answer, Acts chapter 3, verse 19. And this applies to the church. Repent, therefore, and be converted. That your sins may be blotted out, that times of refreshing may come from the presence of the Lord. Now what you and I have to do is we are not simply purveyors of fact. I love facts. I like logic. A lot of people don't. Again, the delusion of our times is an absolute fact presented, responded to with a nonsensical statement. You and I are to 1 John 5.4. For whatever is born of God overcomes the world. And this is the victory that has overcome the world, our faith. If you are worried right now about if I get vaccinated, if I don't get vaccinated, I might lose my job. That rule doesn't even apply to you. God will make cash fall from heaven before he ever lets you be seen begging for bread. It is, it is absolutely Psalm chapter 1 verse 3. Anything that you do. He will prosper. If you're like, well, I've tried that in the past and it didn't work. You try everything else for years and you try God for seven minutes and then it doesn't work. And that's your new theology. Doesn't work. That's my theology. Everything else you train at for years. I look around this room and I know a lot of the professions as I look in here. Skilled artisans at certain things that you do. It took you years to do it. It's real easy just to use the guitar players on the stage. Go ahead. How many of you don't play guitar? Shout amen. All right, so go play guitar. Well, I can't. Why? You put no time in. But yet when you go to God, well, God, why can't I play the guitar? You have no revelation. Where there is no revelation, where there is no vision, the people perish. You haven't put any time in. So you tried it one time. It didn't work. You cut it off. Your new theology is, come what may. Twig on the river of life. Come what may. Yes, planes, trains, and automobiles. 
John Candy, quote, like a twig on a mighty stream. We are called to overcome the world. We're not part of the world. We don't accommodate the world. We defeat the world. Ships being docked off of L.A. right now by the hundreds has no effect on you. What do you want? But my God shall supply all your need. If you shall ask anything in my name, I will do it. Philippians 4.19, John 14.14, those are the verses. See, I don't tell you what I believe. I tell you what the Word of God says and what the Word of God promises. Well, I tried it, but it didn't work. We'll try it again. That's what's called supplication. Be careful for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication. Over and over and over again. You should never give up. You will break through. You will break through and faster than you think. We are called to overcome the world. Second Chronicles 20.15 Do not be afraid or dismayed because of this great multitude. For the battle is not yours anyway. It's God's. Sit back and enjoy the ride. All you are called to do are the four essentials. Prayer, Bible study, worship, and fellowship. If you do those things every day, you will never, ever struggle. 2 Peter chapter, 2 Peter chapter 1 verse 10. You'll never struggle if you do those things. Be even more diligent to make your call and election sure. For if you do these things, you will never stumble. 2 Peter 1.10, write it down. And so when you look at the world and you're seeing opposition, understand that they're opposing God, not you. Good luck with that. Have fun with that. He will, he will repay, this Deuteronomy chapter 7 verse 10, he will repay those who hate him to their face to destroy them. I didn't sign up for this kind of God. Well, then go to a different church. There's Presbyterian churches all around here. They're just waiting for you. This is the Bible. This is the true God. This is the Yahweh of Israel. This is Jesus, the Son of God, the Holy Spirit, the friend who sticks closer than a brother. This is the Word of God. Now, Tom, aren't you worried about offending people? Please. Please. Doesn't work anyway. I tried for like a week or two as a pastor to soften my tone. Nobody recognized it but me. It was 15 years ago. Maybe I'm wrong. Forget it. They don't respond to that either. Bible verses said with a monotone voice or Bible verses said with screaming are, ex are accepted the exact same way. They're either accepted or rejected. Psalms chapter 6 verse 10. All, all my enemies. Everybody say all. All my enemies will be ashamed and dismayed. They will turn back in sudden disgrace. You watch over the next couple months. You watch Fauci turn on himself. You watch Fauci turn on Biden and Biden on Fauci. You watch Gates turn on the NIH. You watch. That's what's going to happen. Watch. You're like, Tom, Tom, there you go with politics. Do you really think it's politics? If you do, you're delusional. He causes all, both small and great, rich and poor, free and slave, to receive a mark on their right hand or on their forehead. And that no one may buy or sell except the one who has the mark or the name of the beast or the number of his name. Here is wisdom. Let him who has understanding calculate the number of the beast, for it is the number of a man. And his number is 666. You can't buy, sell, trade, or travel in all of the European Union without your vaccine passport. Same with Australia. Same with Canada. Same with Israel. Same with New York City. All of them. 
You think this is politics that I'm talking about? I wouldn't be talking about it if it was purely politics. It has to have a link to the supernatural, which it does. Supernatural prince, prince of the power of the air, the demonic spirits that are ruling this world. And the Christians bent their knee. To put it the way I like to put it, grab their ankles. Who are our enemies? For though we walk in the flesh, we don't war after the flesh. We're not looking to harm any person. Not at all. I've told you this. I'll, I'll, I'll just tell you where my line is. I'm not going to harm a soul. You show up at my door. It's part of your climate core. Pelosi's climate core. With your brown shirts on and your vaccines in your hands. You got some kind of mat you're going to try to strap me down on. You better be better than average and you better be armed. And you better be able to shoot better than average, because I certainly can. I spent a whole lot of time on the range. Home, home on the range. Lots of time. Who are our enemies? I'll read it to you. Ephesians chapter 2, verse 2. According to the prince of the power of the air. The spirit who now works in the sons of disobedience. It's not flesh and blood. I just look at, if you look at 2 Corinthians chapter 11, for Satan himself transforms himself into an angel of light, chapter 14, and so do his ministers. That's who I look at these people as, as ministers. They're angels of light, right? They're to save lives. Save lives. You know, almost 5 million people have died of COVID, and we're trying to save their lives. And as we do... We're butchering 100 million babies in the womb. That's an absolute factual statement. From March of 2020 to November of 2021, 100 million babies have been butchered in the womb. Never shut down the abortion clinics while the pastors were grabbing their ankles and closing their churches. The sheep are pleading in the background. What is this? What's that pleading that I hear? 300 to 400 million people have starved to death because of the lockdowns while they tried to save 5 million. That's who these people are. Funny how Bill Gates wanted to lower the Earth's population. It's working real well, isn't it? Wait till I show you the vaccine stats in a minute that nobody talks about that are absolute fact. There's your politics again. How's it politics? Can you have a vaccine mandate? Can you have a vaccine passport without a vaccine? It's not politics. It's been the, it's been the plan from day one. The natural man does not receive the things of the spirit of God for they are foolishness to him, nor can he know them because they are spiritually discerned. First Corinthians chapter two, verse 14, right? I saw it from the beginning. There's still to this day, most pastors not even preaching out of the book of Revelation where you have the mark of the beast unfolding right before your own freaking eyes and you say nothing. Talk about leading people into lukewarm hell. So who are our enemies? Ephesians chapter 6, 10 through 13. Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. 
Put on the whole armor of God that ye may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. I haven't said a person's our enemy yet. There's people that are used of the enemy. Do I like them? Not much. Put on the whole armor of God that ye may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. Look at Colossians chapter 2 verse 8. See to it that no one takes you captive. That can happen. Absolutely. You ought to read 2 Timothy chapter 2, 24 through 26. Having been, having been taken captive by him, by the devil, to do his will. Written to Christians. See to it that no one takes you captive through hollow and deceptive philosophies. Hollow and deceptive. What could that be? They can be a myriad of things, but it's very easy to use the ones that are out and about today. A hollow and deceptive philosophy that if you drape a mask across your face, that it'll, it'll stop a virus. It's 0.06 to 0.14 microns. There's not a mask on the planet that stops that. Absolute fact. What's the nonsensical response? Put a mask on my face. It's the delusion of our time. That's what we're fighting against. See to it that no one takes you captive. The entire evangelical church worldwide is captive. Why, why are they not standing? Well, because we might be persecuted. We might even be martyred. Or we might go to jail. We might lose our jobs. That's what you do. That's what you do. Is that ra too radical for you? I told you before, when I met the cops out in front of us. Listen, just so everybody knows. I was a cop. 25 years, 1992 to 2017. I retired exactly four years ago. After 25 straight years of being a cop. I met the cops out in front of our building here because I was trespassing a lunatic off our property. And I went up to shake their hands. Hey, I just, hey, how you doing? My name's Tom. And they go, we know you. <laughs> Why was that? Because it was March of 2020. It was April of 2020. One of those two. And we were the only game in town. They used to drive here. It was like Christmas morning. Not a soul on the road. <laughs> Weirdest services you've ever seen. People putting our videos online, threatening our lives. Now, how do they feel? The ones, the ones that really know feel bad, whether they admit it or not. The rest of them are just blind leaders of the blind and both will fall into a ditch. See to it that no one takes you captive. You need to ask yourself this morning, well, this afternoon, am I currently captive? Ask. Why would you not ask? Ask and it shall be given you. Seek and you shall find. Knock and it shall be opened unto you. Ask, am I currently held captive? And if so, where? I'll present a fact to you. 1 Corinthians chapter 14, verse 18 says this. I thank my God, written by Paul, that I speak in tongues more than you all. Well, I don't believe the tongues are for today. Factual statement responded to by a nonsensical statement. First Timothy chapter 4, verse 1. The Spirit speaketh expressly that in the latter times some shall depart from the faith, giving heed to seducing spirits and doctrines of devils, right? Well, I don't believe you can lose your salvation. Factual statement 
nonsensical response. It's the same demonic spirit. Well, it really bothers me because that violates this preacher or that preacher. God's put a moratorium on me naming names right now. I want to. They're right there. I mean, they're right there. Right, right there. <laughs> you don't know. When you have a giant mouth like I do, it's hard to control. Well, I, I will violate all the books that I read. That I can lose. Tom, how can you even say you lose your salvation? That's in the Bible. 2 Thessalonians chapter 2 is entitled, The Great Apostasy. The Great Leaving of the Church. The Great Falling Away. 1 Timothy chapter 4 is entitled, The Same Thing. Hebrews chapter 5, 11 through 14 is, warning, is entitled, Warning Against Falling Away. 2 Timothy chapter 3 is entitled, The Great Falling Away. Well, I don't believe you can lose your salvation. Well, how, what are they falling away from? Factual statement. Re responded to with a nonsensical statement. How do you fall away from that which you never had? It's not rocket scientist. It's not rocket science, folks. It really isn't. It's word of God says, I do. Word of God says, I believe. He's magnified his word above his name. Why does he do that? Psalm 138 too. Why does he do that? Because if the name of Jesus can be created in any carved image that you want it to be. Well, I believe in this part of Jesus. and that. How many times have you heard anybody preach out of John chapter 5, 22 and 23? For the Father judgeth no man, but hath committed all judgment unto the Son. That all men should honor the Son, even as they honor the Father. He that honoreth not the Son, honoreth not the Father which hath sent him. Do not marvel at this, for the day is coming in which all who are in the graves will hear his voice and come forth. Those who have done good to the resurrection of life and those who have done evil to the resurrection of condemnation. If anyone does not remain in me, he is like a branch that is thrown away and withers. Such branches are picked up, thrown into the fire and burned. That's all Jesus. All Jesus. John chapter 15, verse 6. John chapter 5, 28 and 29. John chapter 5, 22 and 23. Right there. How many times you hear anybody preach about Jesus is the judge? Yet Jesus, Jesus ushers people in to the lake of fire. He's the judge. No, he's not the bongo player at Nokomis Beach. Where every, all the doobie smokers are welcome here. Everybody's welcome. You can all follow Jesus. It's not how it works. There are all going to be a lot of shocked people coming out of ark churches on the day of judgment. Many will say to me in that day, Lord, Lord, did we not prophesy in thy name? And in thy name cast out devils. And in thy name done many wonderful works. And then will I profess unto them, I never knew you. Depart from me, ye that work iniquity. Whoops. Whoopsie daisy. Chris Farley. Credit where credit is due. See to it that no one takes you captive through hollow, just vacuous philosophy. And hollow and deceptive philosophies which depend on human tradition and the elemental spiritual forces of this world. So hollow and deceptive philosophies are hand in hand with the elemental spiritual demonic forces of this world. It's very easy to get people to go, is it not? 99.9% .9 survival virus. Oh, we'll just never go to church again. And, and, and listen here, some of you need to think of it this way. 
because you need to crowbar that thumb out of your mouth. A little offense got you to go do that. It didn't even take a virus to get you to do it. I'm offended. That'll get you a long way in life. See, you're known by your fruits. Luke chapter 6, verse 43. You're known by your fruit. You sit there and you're offended your whole life. Do you ever look at your fruit? Where's the miracles? Where's the power? Where's the salvations? Nothing. It's all about you and the idol that you worship, which is yourself. Just go ahead and carve an image to yourself. Like Jesus put together a whip of cords, you carve an image to yourself and worship it. If you're offended. Well, I have a right to be offended. So what? I get offended all the time. I'm still here every Sunday. You people offend me. You do. I get offended all the time. I still show up again because I'm not registered at LA Angel Middle School. I'm not a 12-year-old girl. Crowbar that thumb out of your mouth and stop being offended. You're welcome. I'm trying to help you. Serious, this is what you need. I know some of you are never going to come back, but you'll remember what I said. Seed's been planted. You'll remember. You ought to come back. This is exactly what you need, you 12-year-old girl. You're a 48-year-old man with a beard, and you're a 12-year-old girl. Knock it off. When are you going to change? You've already gone through 50 years of not changing. You're welcome. Before we... (laughs) For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against against principalities, who are our enemies, against principalities, against powers. Those are demons killing the unborn, using their ministers of darkness. That's who you're fighting against. You can win the abortion people if you carry the power of God. You're not going to love them into the kingdom. How dare you say that? It's not in here. It's not in here. Loving them into the kingdom is not in here. What's in here? What's in here? Shine. Shine is in here. You are, you are a city on a hill. You shine. Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father in heaven. That's how you win people. Not, well, we're going to love them in. What that always means is a cultist, pharisaic, all-accommodating love. That's not what you do. You preach the word. That's what's in here. Preach the word. What do you say to the homosexual? You're sexually sinning. What do you say to the man addicted to pornography? You're sexually sinning. You will go to hell for that. That's what you say because that's what's in here. I warn you now as I've warned you before that those who live like this will not inherit the kingdom of heaven. Galatians chapter 5, 19 through 21, written by Paul, the grace minister to the church of Galatia, which are all saved. Whoops. Shock people. There's a reason why, folks. There's a reason why Matthew 7, 21 through 23 is in the word. Not everyone that saith unto me, Lord, Lord, shall enter into the kingdom of heaven. Do you know how many people are going to say, Lord? Eventually they'll have to. He's not talking about that. He's talking about people who think they're saved. They go to Pastor Skinny Jean's church. Pastor Latte Sucker, Pastor COVID Arcaver, Pastor Skip Every Verse. And they believe they're saved because, they, because uh, their altar call is, um, who wants to follow Jesus? I'll follow Jesus. 
Oh, great. You know what? We're signing you up. We're going to do what's called onboarding. You are now a leader, even though you're living with your girlfriend. And that person's going to die and go straight to hell as a leader of a ministry in an ark church. Because nobody told them. Nobody said a word. I lose it. Back on. Ezekiel 33 and 33, 8 and 9 says this. That we are to warn the wicked man. When I say to the wicked, oh, wicked man, you will surely die. That's God talking. Oh, wicked man, you will surely die. And you do not speak out to dissuade him from his ways. That wicked man will die for his sin, but I will hold you accountable for his blood. But if you do warn the wicked man to turn from his ways and he does not do so, he will die for his sin, but you will have saved yourself. So it's a, you flip right, you flip right into James 3.1. Not many of you should presume to be teachers, my brothers, because you know that we who teach will be judged more strictly. Nobody's saying a word about the mark of the beast right now. You know what's going to happen? The love of most will go cold. Most Christians will put it on. Don't worry. You'll be, listen, folks, you need to read the book of Revelation. Stop being intimidated by it. Revelation chapter 3 verse 10 says this, because you have kept my command to persevere, I will also keep you from the hour of trial, which shall come upon the whole earth to to test those who dwell in the world. So you'll miss the worst of it. We're going to go through some stuff. I'm what you would call a mid-tripper. Just read the book of Revelation. I won't get into that this morning. But the worst of the worst, you'll be spared. There'll be lots and lots of Christian people, even people who were once legitimately saved, who will strap on the mark of the beast right on their forehead or on their right hand. They're not even talking about it in most churches this morning. Most churches this morning, it's love chapter 13. What are we going to preach about here in this 40th week of the year? Um, Let's do love again. Haven't we already done that 40 times? Let's do it again. That way, everybody will stay. Everybody will be happy. Big offering. Nobody's offended. Does that emulate Jesus' ministry? John, John chapter 6, 53 through 66. Many of his disciples went back and walked with them no more from one offensive statement. You just got a bunch of people that you as a pastor are ushering straight to hell. You've never told them to, return, to repent from their sin. Never said a word to them. You will answer. I'll tell you what. That's why none of you are ever going to be able to come up to me and say, Tom, or go up to God and say, Tom never told us. Tom told you every Sunday. Every Sunday. Somehow or another, somebody's going to hell in this church. I'll tell you. If you're going to hell, you need to know now. I I don't want you to go to hell. It's love for me to tell you that. Enter ye in at the straight gate, for wide is the gate, and broad is the way that leadeth to destruction, and many there be which go in thereat, because straight is the gate, and narrow is the way which leadeth unto life, and few there be that find it. Jesus speaking, the one who's considered to be all accommodating, and he is not. Salvation is found in no one else. Is that accommodating? I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. Is that accommodating? John chapter 14, verse 6, Acts chapter 4, verse 12, Matthew chapter 7, 13 and 14. If you notice, I don't believe anything that's not in the Bible. The Bible says I should speak in tongues. You know what I do? Speak in tongues. Well, you know, I was taught that that was for the book of Acts. That's a lie. 
Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. How can he be the same yesterday, today, and forever and stopped at the books of Acts? Factual statement. Nonsensical response. It's, it's not hard. What do we do with our enemies? Well, let's look. Romans chapter 12, 20 through 21. If your enemy is hungry, thirsty, give him something to drink. Nobody knows the rest of it, though. For in so doing, in doing this, you heap burning coals on his head. Do not be overcome by evil, but overcome evil with good. So, Tom, you're telling me that you actually would purposely go out of the way to feed your enemy and give him something to drink, to heap coals on his head? Yep. That's not very loving. That's the Bible. That's not me. Just because I feed them doesn't mean they changed. So I don't yoke myself with unbelievers. Is everybody seeing this? You feed them, but you don't yoke yourself together with them. You, do, you feed them, but you don't say, you know what? I agree with everything that you say. See, the modern sinner doesn't want you to just tolerate them. They want you to agree with them, if needed, forcefully. I don't believe homosexuality is an acceptable lifestyle. Well, you will agree. No, I won't. And it goes either way. I'm an equal opportunity offender. Whether it's homosexual sin or hetero sin, it doesn't matter. Sin, sin. It's both. It's both. The first Corinthians chapter six. The body is not met for sexual immorality, but for the Lord and the Lord for the body. First Corinthians six thirteen. Don't you know that you yourselves are God's temple? Ephesians chapter 6, 11 and 12. Put on the whole armor of God that ye may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. What are you and I supposed to do? We fight those. Let me give you the list. The devil. Against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world. We don't emulate them. We don't accommodate them. For whatever is born of God overcomes all of this garbage. You overcome it. You defeat it. How do you defeat it? I told you earlier, watch them turn on themselves if you've prayed for that, which I have. It's already happening. Big wins this week. You think, Tom, you put your faith and trust in the Republican Party? Absolutely not. But what I look for as I go, you know what? what? What is the tide of America? People are tired of it. On the, inward, on the inside of every human is a yearning. Is a yearning to be free. Is a yearning. And that's what we're seeing. It's turning around 27 Governors are suing Joe Biden over his vaccine mandate. 27. When I call on all the rest of them, the geldings that are out there, the harem eunuch governors that aren't doing it and they need to get on board and do it. It's not politics. 
If they can force you, this is what Jonathan Shuttlesworth said yesterday. If they can force you to put something in your body, where does it end? See, all these people that are for these mandates and for these vaccinations and for, for people being forced to take them don't know that it's coming for them. There is no end to tyranny. As we say on the podcast, gator got to eat. The gator's going to eat you. You may be further down the rung from the hangman's noose than me, but you're still in line. And once I'm out of the way, that puts you in first place. Because they'll come for you next. Because you know what? They're scared of. Well, they're not really scared of it. They just use it as a purveyor to usher in their globalist agenda is climate change. And what they'll say is, you know what? You're only allowed to have one kid. Because all of you are out there farting. So one kid for you to cut down the gas. While they, 400 jets flew to Glasgow, Scotland, for their climate change summit, Bill Gates and uh, Jeff Bezos both rented 150-foot-plus yachts, diesel-powered motors, and had their parties out there all week long. They flew from the G20 in their private jets to Glasgow for the climate summit in their private jets, and they will tell you you're only allowed to have one baby. There's already been a Democratic legislator who's put in that men after 40 all have to get vasectomies. You don't think it's coming for you? It will come for you. These, these hyper-liberal women, they don't want to have kids until they've established this or established that. Well, they'll cut off your ability to do that. You don't think it'll come for you? It will. Ask the women in China how that's worked out. They have, a, they have such a shortage. It's like two to one men in China. What a miserable place to be. You're going to be seeing men dancing with men. There's nothing else to do. Well, he's a pretty looking man. That's what evil does. This is not politics. This is a fight against principalities, powers, and the rulers of the darkness of this world. If politics intermingles, it intermingles. When you have what they, what they call it climate change, what are you coming out of the World Economic Forum? They're just using climate change to mark you, distance you, and control you. That's all that it's about. It is for freedom that Christ has set us free. You are to stand firm then and not let yourself be burned again by a yoke of slavery. That's your responsibility. It's not politics. You and I are to pray to expose the lies and the liars. Specifically, don't just go, Lord, I ask you to expose the lies. That does nothing. How are you going to pray in James chapter 1, 6 through 8 fashion? But let him ask in faith with no doubting. For you, doubts is like a wave of the sea driven and tossed by the wind. How will you do that with a vague prayer? Lord, expose the lies. What, what are you standing in faith for? You need to go after specific people. And say to harm them. Does it happen to be that their political career ends? No problem there. Go after that the lies and the liars would be exposed. Pray that they turn on themselves. That's God's style anyway. God loves to take enemy armies and make them kill each other. I mean that figuratively, Facebook. And for all you soft tree huggers out there. You're like, what did I walk into? I know it's your last time. I'm not changing. Don't meet me at the door trying to change me. Not going to happen. Let me go. 
Just not your cup of tea. We've got a square peg in a round hole scenario going on there. People laugh because they know that's what I tell people when things are not working out. We need to pray that the Antichrist spirit be exposed. Why are, you, why are we not praying it? Why are you not praying it? Every day, Lord, today. What's today? November 7th? 8th? November 7th? Today, November 7th, Lord, expose as much of the Antichrist spirit in the NIH as you can, in the World Health Organization as you can, in the Democratic Party, in the Republican Party, in the Congress. Expose them, Lord, in Jesus' name. That's what you do. That's how you should pray. Don't cry about it if you're not praying. Yeah, you have not because you. There you go. Don't cry then. Oh, it's a horrible world. Yeah, because of you. You're the one that has all the power. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places in Christ. Behold, I give unto you power to tread on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy and nothing shall by any means hurt you. That's the truth. That's Luke 10, 19, Ephesians 1, 3. That's how we should be praying. Very simple prayer. People say Jesus gave us a construct in prayer and people say it as a prayer. You know why? Because on the inside of every human being is a religious spirit too. Cast that down. I'm going to get to that in a minute. We only got an hour and a half to go and we're done. I watched the clock the whole time. You will not be here that long. For those of you, I can tell. I'm looking at your faces. I can tell. I want out. It's a little bit too embarrassing for you to get up and leave so you won't do it. But don't worry. About 1.15, you'll be gone. That's the end of it. If, if, we, if we even go that long. Who knows? But we're supposed to be doing this. Jesus said, after this manner, therefore, pray ye. Not pray this prayer. Our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. So how is it in heaven? That's what we're supposed to pray here. Well, no, the world's going to fall. Why does it have to fall during your generation? Why? Well, you know, it just happened. They unleashed that stinking virus. So what? So what? You, the, the devil is under your feet. The devil's not a threat. The devil has no influence over you. Nothing is under your feet. We need to be praying, how is heaven? Then that's what needs to be happening here. Without equivocation, without compromise. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth, just like it is in heaven. Is sickness in heaven? Then why are you sick? Why are you still limping? You should hate it. Tom, you told me you never struggle with sickness. I have. I hate it. It's unbelief that caused it, and I'll never be sick again. How, Tom, you're saying that I struggle with unbelief because I'm not healed? Absolutely. That's exactly what Jesus said. Where? Where, Tom? Name it. Okay, I'll name it for you. Ready? Matthew chapter 17, verse 20. Actually, 19 and 20. Mark chapter 9, 23 and 24. Mark chapter 4, 37 through 41. I got another one, but I forgot it. I've got more. That's the only reason why the miraculous doesn't happen is there's unbelief in the camp. But I did believe. Yes, I know. But it's unbelief on the inside. That only comes out through the renewing of your mind. 
Offer your body as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. This is your spiritual act of worship. Do not conform any longer to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good, pleasing, and perfect will. Romans 12, 1 and 2. How do we become powerful? I'm going to tell you this in our waning moments. I want to give you a path. How do we become powerful? I read to you Luke 10, 19, right? Behold, I give unto you power. That's Jesus speaking to his disciples. To tread on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy and nothing shall by any means hurt you. Now, how many of us would be honest today and say, that's not me? Don't say it out loud. Just answer it to yourself. That's not me. I don't operate in power. I can tell you this, that I can put up as many facts as I want because we're going to finish this service with a flurry of facts on the screen that you're going to love. But it will not change anybody. They will not be cut to the heart because of the facts. Not most people. If they're a logical person, which there aren't many of those left in the world, they can actually be changed to some degree by factual data. But most people are not. If you deal with like a Dave Rubin, who when he talked to Larry Elder, he got obliterated in their conversation about racial prejudices and law enforcement, got obliterated, watch the video. Dave Rubin changed. He is somebody, he's a sinner, but he's somebody that can be changed from factual, with factual data. Most people, facts are presented, nonsensical response because it violates their agenda. If you say to a Christian parent, your kids don't worship, well... We, you know, we think that they're strong Christians. <laughs> they don't worship. These are your kids during worship. You think they're strong in the Lord and in the power of his might? Putting on the whole armor of God? Why are you lying to yourself? If your kids are not saved, they're not saved. Stop telling yourself that they are so they have an opportunity to be saved through you. You're lying to yourself living in lies. And the devil is the author of all lies, the father of all lies. So you have Luke 10, 19, behold, I give unto you power, or you can go this route, Acts chapter 19, 11 through 20. Now God worked unusual miracles by the hands of Paul, so that even handkerchiefs or aprons, aprons were brought from his body to the sick, and diseases left them, and the evil spirits went out from them. Well, that's Paul. No, that's you. God is not a respecter of persons. Romans 2.11, that's you too. What about, what about Stephen? What was Stephen called to do? He did mighty miracles, the same as Paul. What was Stephen called to do? Books. He ran the books of the church. He's a bookkeeper. And he was known for his miracles to the place he was such a threat, they stoned him to death. While Paul watched. Paul watched. Then some of the internet uh, Jewish exorcists took it upon themselves to call in the name of the Lord Jesus over those who had evil spirits. Not a good idea. We exorcise you by the name of Jesus whom Paul preaches. Also, there were seven sons of Sceva, a Jewish chief priest who did so. And the evil spirit answered and said, here's the problem when you have no power. Jesus I know, Paul I know, but who are you? Then the man in whom the evil spirit was, was leaped on, then the man in whom the evil spirit was leaped on them, overpowered them, and prevailed against them, so that they fled out of that house naked and wounded. I'll tell you what, 
I've had my butt kicked before. I've been in more skirmishes probably than most people in this room, 25 years of law enforcement. I remember a guy, crack dealer, running from me in Newtown, Sarasota. And I ran. I'm a big dude. And I jumped on his back. He shucked me like a clam. Like I was a gnat. I've been whooped before. I get it. But I'll tell you what. The ultimate whooping is to be left buck naked. That was not, that was not, uh, not on purpose. That was on purpose. Bruised and naked. That's what happens when you approach these battles without the power of the Holy Spirit. Some of you are way too religious to ever receive that power. You're scared of the Holy Spirit. You're afraid he's going to slay you in the spirit. You're afraid that he's going to make you speak in tongues. You need to just give in. It's the Holy Spirit. You're safe. You should, you should be checking on me, but you certainly don't need to check the Holy Spirit. If it's the Holy Spirit, you're going the right way. A lot of people make church decisions outside of the realm of the Holy Spirit. Should I go to this church? Should I not go? Should I go this Sunday morning? Should I not go? They go through biochemical reactions. And since I've already used the term fart, I'll use it again. Your feelings are no different than farts. I don't care what the country music industry says. They are biochemical reactions that sometimes apply to reality and sometimes do not. They're no different than gas. So why you make decisions based on how you feel? Think about that. I am making decisions based on farting. Farting's not a cuss word. Come on. It is what it is. You say it. Why can't I say it? I said that on the podcast. <laughs> I said if we were issued on the podcast, I said, once they're new, when they come in and they issue their climate restraints and you have a carbon credit that you're only allowed to expel so much gas per day, that I would have mine all expelled in the first three hours of the day. All my credits are gone. sit there and not be able to go to the grocery store because I spent all my carbon credits. <laughs> That's all anybody's going to remember from this service. It's fine. That's fine. This became known both to all the Jews that they were sent out beaten and wounded and buck naked. This became known both to all Jews and Greeks dwelling in Ephesus, and fear fell among them all, and the name of the Lord Jesus was magnified. And many who believed came confessing. Why was Jesus magnified? Because Paul whooped the very devils that whooped the unbelievers. So they feared Paul, and they feared the Holy Spirit. They didn't even fear the devils, because they knew that they were second class. They were under the feet of Paul who operated in the name of Jesus. And many who had believed came confessing and telling their deeds. Also, many of those who had practiced magic brought their books together and burned them. I'm fine with book burning. Everybody can take Anthony Fauci's autobiography and you can burn it. 
along with Scott Gottlieb's and all the and Sanjay Gupta, all those vaccine pimps and whores, go ahead and burn their books. Yes, I said whore, because that's what they are. They're absolute prostitutes selling people's health for their own personal profit. And I'll bet you, you to blood tested them, ain't one of them got the vaccine in their blood. And they counted up the value of them and it totaled 50,000 pieces of silver. So the, Lord, so the word of the Lord grew mightily and prevailed. And you'd ask yourself, why is it that when I've tried this, it didn't work? What was Jesus' response? The disciples came to him. This is, this is Matthew chapter 19 through 21. The, the disciples came to him privately and asked, why could we not cast it out? Because of your unbelief. For assuredly, I say to you, if you have faith as a mustard seed, you will say to this mountain, move here to there, and it will move, and nothing will be impossible for you. It's too vague. It's too vague to say nothing is impossible for God. That's not what he said in that verse. Nothing is impossible for you. Until you get to that place, understand as I do that you're failing. Be okay with it. We are hard pressed on every side, yet not crushed. We are perplexed, but not in despair. Be perplexed. Work a nerve. It'll be all right. Again, let me reassure you, you're 40, not 12. So how do you become powerful? See, what I do is I look at men or women who are powerful. I'm like, what do they do? I don't sit there and criticize their men. Well, why does she wear that? You ever watch a video of Catherine Kuhlman? Kuhlman? Ever watch a video? Okay, she would be, I mean, like she'd be Baker Act material, law enforcement. She comes in with a long flowing dress and moves about like this. I'm not kidding. Andrew Walmack used to be an usher at her meetings. Andrew Walmack has raised people from the dead. He doesn't criticize her. He goes, how does she get that power? She lays her hands on tumors and they're gone. Why? Who cares about this? You know why? God has to resort to weirdos because all you too school, cool for school people aren't available. You're too busy at soccer games. You're too busy in your minivans with your fruit roll-ups and your juice boxes and your jam-packed schedule. You're too busy to raise the dead. Again, well, it's not for me. I'm not an evangelist or a pastor. Neither was Peter. Neither was Stephen. He's a bookkeeper. He was in charge of making sure that the widows were fed. And he was such a threat, they dragged him out and stoned him. Hope I get to it. I've got a little bit on that. But we've only got a few minutes to go. The Holy Spirit, if you want to be powerful, the Holy Spirit is the key. Let me lay the groundwork for you. First, uh, John chapter 14, 16 and 17. And I will pray the Father and he will give you another helper. That he may abide with you forever. The spirit of what? So if it's not this, it's not the Holy Spirit. The spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive because it neither sees him or knows him. But you know him, for he dwells, in, he dwells with you and will be in you. Anybody in here, don't answer out loud, just answer in your spirit. Anybody in here not 
filled with the Holy Spirit with the evidence of speaking in tongues. Stop being religious and talking yourself out of it. Where do you get that from, Tom? Oh, it's simply this. The Bible. Acts chapter 8, 14 through 17. Write these verses down. They sent Peter and John to the Samaritan believers. Why? Because they had only believed in the baptism of John. These were saved people. And when they were confronted with the Holy Spirit, they're like, we haven't even heard that there was a Holy Spirit. He laid hands on them. They spoke with tongues and prophesied. Subsequent filling. There's your absolute fact. What will be your nonsensical response? Well, that's not what I learned at the Baptist church. That's because they're lying. They're Calvinists. They're following John Calvin who burned believers at the stake. That's absolute historical fact beyond dispute. Factual data. And I'm going to be a Calvinist? You want to you put that name on you? Somebody who strapped women to a pole and burned them to death because they are Armenian believers and you want to call yourself a Calvinist? This is what Paul said. Don't, be, don't say that you're a follower of Barnabas. Don't say you're a follower of me. You're a follower of Jesus. Don't strap religion on your back. It's the most foul, sulfur-smelling sulfur spirit there is, is the religious spirit. That's why you come in on Easter Sunday, which I will not allow, and have dead services. Because all the religious people are in the room. The creasters have arrived. Sidebar, the spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive. Is truth loving? That's what 1 Corinthians 13, 6 says. Love does not rejoice in sin, but rejoices in the truth. That's what love is. If love is telling, if, if the truth is, I am currently in a state in my life where I am going to hell, and somebody tells you that, that's love. If you come up to me, which nobody does anymore, People are scared to approach me. I don't know why. I'm as nice as can be. Seriously, I am a very nice person. But if you come up to me and you say, here's the guy I'm dating. I may very well say to you, why? Why are you dating that guy? That's the same guy you dated a month ago. Just different gift wrapping paper. He's jobless. He's, he's, he's stealing your money. But you just don't want to be lonely. That's the truth for you. That's the truth for you. That's what you need to hear. What's the truth about me right now? Okay, I can't see my belt. Now I see it. I could, I could, I could, I could use to lay off the M&Ms. It's the truth. Doesn't bother me. Why does the truth bother you? I've done a certain amount of screwing up of my kids. I'm the problem in my home. It's never my wife. Whenever there's a problem in the Lipley house, it's me. It's the truth. Why don't you say it? Well, you know, if it wasn't for her, I wouldn't be. You're the problem. Amen. There you go. Say it. <laughs> say it out loud. It's me. Man after God's own heart. What did he say to the prophet Nathan? I have sinned against the Lord. Not he did it. What did Saul do? Saul did the opposite. Those people brought those ox down here. You're the king. 
There are no people. It's you. I got to tell you this, even though you've heard it before. Maybe not, because I cycle a new church through every couple of years. <laughs> through offense. It's my ministry. Offending Christians. I can't find it in the Bible, but I'm trying. I used to do this when I was a cop. My favorite intersection on the planet is River Road in 41. Spent lots of police calls there, especially the mobile home park, 9055 River Road, right there. <laughs> Talk about a den of iniquity. Holy moly. But anyway, seriously, it's, it's, been, it's been knocked to the ground now. Praise the Lord Jesus. That's a great accomplishment for the county of Sarasota. But anyway, I'd sit at the light and I'd watch people in my cop car from a couple cars back. You got to get on the scale to trigger the light. If you're coming on river, you have to trigger the light or you will sit there all day. I'd just sit there. I'd pull off on the grass and watch them. They're sitting there. What's going on here? What's happening? The light's never changing. Look, it, keeps, it cycles everybody but them. Cycle after cycle after cycle. People start stacking up behind them. People are honking. They still sit there. It's you. It is you. I'd pull up in my police because I'm allowed to do whatever I want because I was a policeman. So I just go pull all around all the cars and back up right back and onto the scale in front of them. And the light would immediately trigger. Not say a word. That was one tactic. Or I just drove up and go, you need to scoot forward. You're all frustrated. You've been sitting here for 12 minutes. The, light, the cycle's every 90 seconds. You're a dum-dum. That's the truth for you. You're a dum-dum. You see the giant white line? That's where you're supposed to be. Now pull over. I'm going to write you $100 worth of tickets. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Let me tell you in closing how you get the Holy Spirit. I had other verses, but I'm going to skip them. I'm going to get to this closing. You're going to have to drop your religion, that foul spirit. If the Holy Spirit wants to lay you out, when thou sayest, seek ye my face, my heart said unto thee, thy face, Lord, I will seek. Psalm 16. I'm sorry, Psalm 27. You need to drop your religion. I was up last, a week ago today, right? Was it a week ago today or two weeks ago today? Can't remember now. All is blurred together. When I was up at Roddy 499, was it two weeks ago? Two weeks ago today. It was last week. Okay, it was last week. I go in there. Now listen. People know me there. People know what style I am. I preached there many times. I preached there the next day or something. When did I preach there? I can't remember the days. It was two weeks. Yeah. Yeah. I, I preached there and I preached exactly the same as I do here. There's no holds barred. I, some, I, I marvel that Pastor Rodney lets me in front of his 3,000 people standing in front of me. But he does. 
That's guts right there, because I am not to be trusted. <laughs> but a lot of the people, the pastoral staff there, they're friends of mine. Pastor Rodney is my pastor. Jonathan Shuttlesworth is there, who's I consider my evangelist. Love these men of God, because they all stood. None of them closed. Pastor Rodney got arrested. Jonathan was on the verge of being arrested. But I walked in there, and I knew the Holy Spirit was all over me. I was just crying and crying and crying. And, and when you are under the influence of the Holy Spirit, Rodney Howard Brown will find you. He will pluck you like an ember out of the flame. Bink! And bring you forward. And as he got me, he brought me forward, I, was, I wanted to tell him, listen, Pastor, I never fall. And right then he said, like, fire. And I felt this taser blast in my belly that doubled me over like this. And I just plopped to the ground. And then I don't remember what happened. I don't remember even hitting the ground. Nothing. And then I was fused to the ground. I couldn't get up. And I was drunk. Out of my mind, Norma drove me home. I kept repeating the same things over and over again. What was it, Norma? I can't tell. Is Norma in here? She's not in here. I kept saying, yeah, something like, I don't know what's real and what's reality. I'm not embarrassed. I don't care. That's what the Holy Spirit wanted. That's what I want. That's what I want. So you're going to have to drop. You're going to have to drop your religion and go with the Bible. 105, we're out of here by 115. Everybody good? And that includes the prayer, I promise you. Out that door, 115. You're going to have to drop your religion. I mentioned the verses earlier, Acts 8, 14 through 17. It was repeated in Acts 19, 1 through 7 with Paul this time. Where he had, to, it was a subsequent filling of the Holy Spirit. The Calvinists are wrong. You're not filled with the Holy Spirit when you're saved. You drop your religion by the time you get to Luke eleven thirteen. You're not saved with the Holy Spirit. Simply, you're not filled with the Holy Spirit simply because you're saved. You have to do what? Ask him. It's backed up. Acts chapter 19, 1 through 7. Acts chapter 8, 14 through 17. That's why that is my theology. The Bible is my theology, not my past experiences and not other books that I've read. If you then, being evil, Luke eleven thirteen, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your heavenly father give the Holy Spirit to those who ask him? So if you want the Holy Spirit, you will not be powerful without him, but you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you. Acts chapter 1, verse 8. You will not be powerful without them. You will not be powerful simply by showing people the truth. You're going to have to carry his conviction where they answer you like they did to Peter. In Acts chapter 2, verse 37. When they heard them, heard, heard Peter, they were cut to the heart. All he did was read to them what they did. That's all that he did. I'll finish with this and I'm going to show you the COVID thing. Tom, but you're always talking about the word. 
Well, let's look at the intermingling between the Word and the Spirit, which, by the way, are one. There are three that bear witness in heaven. The Father, who's not here. The Word, which is here. And the Holy Spirit. And these three are one. You don't like what the Bible says about Jesus? Then you're worshiping an idol. That's 1 John chapter 5, verse 7. Acts chapter 4, 29 through 31. Last couple verses, I'm going to show you my COVID thing. Now look. Now, Lord, look on their threats. And grant to your servants that with all boldness they may speak your word. By stretching out your hand to heal and that signs and wonders may be done through the name of your holy servant, Jesus. And when they had prayed, the place where they were assembled together was shaken and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit. And what did they do? And what did they do? They spoke the word of God with boldness. My COVID facts are going to be good for you today, but they won't win anybody. What will win people is preaching the word, being instant, in season, out of season boldly and carrying the power of the holy spirit that when you walk into the room getting it off of me and putting it on you you walk into the room they're like something changed in here that's what can happen that can happen you've some of you have given up some of you are way too arrogant it's one of the two you may fall under romans chapter 12 verse 3 for by the grace given me i say for by the grace given me i say to every one of you do not think of yourself more highly than you ought but rather think of yourself with sober judgment in accordance to the measure of faith God has given you. Some of you need to look at your fruit and stop thinking of yourself as being an apostle and start, start calling yourself Christian. Because you ain't winning anybody. You're not raising the dead. You're not giving sight to the blind. So stop calling yourself an apostle and you're not planting churches. What you are is an American, Americanized Pharisaic cultist walking around from one church to the other with your weirdness and offering your ministry. Which you will not, just so you know, to put you at ease so you don't even try here, it will never happen. You will never get past me. Well, I ain't going to attend here anymore. Don't care. That's, the be- that's love for you. All these other pastors have been begging you because they, they're so worried about numbers that they've got to even accommodate weirdos like you. Not here. You're free. Enjoy it. You don't have to be weird anymore because it won't work here anyway. There you go. Get ready, COVID presentation. And I want to show you something. And this is under the premise, five minutes to go. So I'm going to roll through this in a hurry. You got eight slides. Remember the premise. Absolute facts presented. Absolute. For, all, for everybody, go to Rounding the Earth on Twitter. You can get all of this. It's right there. Absolute facts presented. The response is a nonsensical statement. The nonsensical statements to facts like this. Brazil, oh yeah. Every country that I show you, it'll be highlighted in blue, has reached 70% vaccination in their countries. Every country that I show you, 70% vaccinations. And you see something like Brazil has seen 84.1% more cases and 124.9% more deaths since starting its mass vaccination program. Those are COVID deaths, COVID cases. Now you see that, that fact, 
and we'll go to Canada. That's good. You leave it up there. We'll go to Canada next. You see that fact, and what's the nonsensical response? Uh, vaccinations are the way out of the pandemic. These are safe and effective. This is a pandemic of the unvaccinated. Really? Well, let's look at Canada, shall we? Canada, 70% vaccinated, has seen a 174.4% rise in cases and a 20.4% rise in death since starting its vaccination program. And Justin Trudeau, every day, will will, will prance out his effeminate self and say vaccines are the way out of the pandemic take them you will not work you will not get on a train you will not get on a bus without them with that sort of stat that's his nonsensical response to absolute fact next one chile is seen 85.8 percent more cases and a 34.8 percent greater COVID mortality per day per day since starting its mass vaccination program next one Cuba has seen a 1,661% more cases and bonus 2,315% more deaths per day since being 70% vaccinated. But Joe Biden, every day of his ridiculous life, and he's in Delaware again this weekend, setting all-time record every time he leaves town, will say that the path out of the, out of the pandemic is vaccination. Denmark has seen 237.5% more cases and 116.3% more deaths since starting its mass vaccination program. Next, Will. Finland has seen 271% more cases and a, three, a 31.8% more deaths per day since starting their mass vaccination program, at which time they've reached 70%. France, see, France hasn't gone up too much. France has seen a 99.9% more cases, 100% more cases per day, and a 1.6% more deaths per day since starting its mass vaccination program, which probably indicates that their records are not accurate, just like ours. Ireland reports an increase of 296.9 cases and 55.5% more deaths since starting its mass vaccination program. Japan reports 394.3% more cases and a 150% and 150% more deaths since starting its mass vaccination program, which is why they canceled their vaccinate their vax mandates. And here's the overall. After this last slide, and we're going home. After 45.8% worship team migrate. Legally. <laughs> After 45.8% of the global population was vaccinated, which isn't accurate, by the way, 10 po- it's just, that's 45, 45.8% of first world. Global cases per day are up 76.3% since the start of the pandemic, and COVID-19 deaths are up 52%. And they tell you every day the bold-faced, sulfur-filled, demonic lies that the vaccinations are safe and they're the way out of the pandemic. And it's a pandemic of the unvaccinated. They're lies. Thank you so much for joining us. We know that when there are this many people in person or watching online, that there is a chance that some have not started a relationship with Christ. If that's you and you would like a relationship with Jesus that washes away the stain of sin, you will need to start by repenting of your sin 
confessing with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and asking him to be the Lord over your life. That means giving up control. If you have never prayed this or you have fallen away and want to return to the kingdom of life, repeat this prayer after me and mean it. Lord Jesus, I ask you right now to come into my life and be my Lord and be my Savior. I ask you to forgive me for all of my sins and I now turn from them and I give you my life from this day on in Jesus' mighty name, amen. If you said that prayer, you are saved.